We believe that you were blessed by this teaching. To listen to more teachings by Pastor Chimbi Ohahuna, please visit Grace Life Kami Podcast today. Send us an email via ministry at gmail.com. For more information about the ministry, kindly visit our website, ministry.org. Grace to you. Jesus is Lord. I'm starting off on uh, uh, the second point, which is enforcing the victory of Jesus daily. Enforcing the victory of Jesus daily. And this is the second thing we have to do in order to live as Solomon's, as we say, to live as peace and enjoy the peace with Jesus our daily that gave us via his victory he got for us. This is the second thing we have to do. We have been understanding the finished of Christ and we are still on it. Amen. And we'll continue understanding it. And, and for all, after understanding, we have to appropriate. Amen. After understanding, we have to appropriate. Amen. All right. Having understood the finished of Christ in the and still learning about it, we must appropriate it in our lives to enjoy all its avails. We must appropriate it. We must. It's important as Christians, as, as well as the Lord Jesus, when we live with you. Amen to Jesus. It's also important we note that the victory of Jesus is the end product of his finished work. Praise God. The victory of Jesus is the end product of his work, of his finished work. So the proof that he walked is his victory. Amen to Jesus. Alright, now it's important we also know something that life is a battle for everyone. But believers and followers of the Lord Jesus are exempted from this. I understand what I'm saying? Every other person, for everyone, life is a battle. But for believers and followers of the Lord Jesus, they are exempted from this list. And I'll make us understand why. Many of us must have understood this, but we'll just reiterate it for us again. This is a teaching based ministry, so these are things that will go by again and again. We have to feed coming by hearing and by hearing and by the word of God. So of times we, we go to new teachings when we've not even understood the whole teaching. So it's good to reiterate. Amen to Jesus. Now, uh, the reason for this is because Jesus won the battle of life and the battle for life for us. As a result, we are not meant to fight any battle anymore. We are to enforce the victory of Jesus. We have to do what? Enforce the victory. He won the battle of life. He won the battle for life. Our job is to do what? To enforce the victory of Jesus. Let's look through scriptures. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. I'm using the King James Version of the New English Translation. It says, No, nay, King James says, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors. Through him that loved us, we are more than conquerors. Praise God. Now the, the, the New English translation says, No, in all these things, we have complete victory. Not just victory, but what? Complete victory. You see, the way Christians live sometimes, we live as if Jesus fought some battles and won, and he remains so for us to fight. Are you getting me? Yes. That's where we live at times. We believe as if he fought and won some battles and he left some for us to fight. That's why I like this transition. I have to make complete bold and also underline it. Because the word complete in the Greek is plebo, which means to crown, which means to fulfill. We don't just have to be, that's why King James says we are more, we are not conquerors, we are more than conquerors. That means we don't just have victory, we have an incomplete victory. We will live as if Jesus gave us a partial victory. He fought some and left some. 
He wants some and less some, so we can keep fighting. No, that's not the kind of victory Jesus gave to us. Give us Jesus gave us what? A complete victory. Nothing missing and nothing broken in the victory. He did it all and handed it over to us. He didn't need us to fight. That is why he fought. Are you not saying? Praise God forevermore. Says, in all these things we have complete victory through Him who loved us. Praise God for the Holy Spirit. Welcome revelation to your world in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Now, first Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55 to 57 says, Oh death, where is thy sting? Oh grave, where is thy victory? You see, the issue again is victory. We are more than conquerors, says Romans 8, verse 37. We have complete victory as a new English translation of And now we are going to first Corinthians about 15, verse 55. It says, Thing, open where is that victory? So there is a victory issue here. Life surrounds on victory. Life rises and falls on victory. Life is about see in this life, is it that you are being a victor or you are a victim? You must be one. You cannot be the little. When two two people go to war, there must be a victor and a vanquished. There must be a victor and a vanquished. There must be a victor and a victim. Matches where you have ties, they go for the match. In football, when the first half, the two teams play, they, threw, they, 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 they at the end of the second half, they drew the match. What happened? They go for a Saturday. At the end of the Saturday, if they draw the match, see, they don't want penalty. Penalty must, must give, make somebody the victim, and not the, 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 the vanish. So life does not answer to ties. Life answers to either victory or vanquish. Matches like boxing match, when it, it comes at a time, what happens? Before you know, both of them will do for a rematch again. Because one person must be victorious. Praise God. Yeah. So victory is a is, is a is is a very important aspect of life. Everybody is fighting for victory. Even the devil, though he knows he has he's still fighting for victory. You don't understand, child of God. He knows he has not he's still fighting for victory. Is he fighting for vision? What about you that is going to be a leader? I don't know what I'm So, even death was claiming to, to have victory. Are we going to say? Yes. He says, Oh, death, where is that victory? Oh, great, sorry, where is that victory? The sin of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The victory. So even the grave is trying to claim it. Why do you see that the grave? Solomon said there are four things I don't understand. That some things he said there. I think he said there are there are three things that do not get satisfied. He said that the grave. The grave cannot get satisfied. Why? Because the grave keeps taking to show his victory. I get what I'm saying. Yes. It keeps taking to show what his victory. And victory is very important. Victory is, is in fact the essence of life. Victory is the essence of life. Even a fool wants to be a victor. Yeah. That's why they, they shout when they are talking. <laughs> you see that they are throwing their weight, they are showing off because they want to even be seen as victors. And sometimes when they know that talking will make them look like failures, they close their mouth. That's why I'm saying when a fool closes his mouth, they say that's wise. Yeah. 
So victory is a very important aspect of life. The war that Jesus won for us. The war that Jesus won for us is the war against death. Now that was the war to live. The war to live. It was a war of life. The war to live. The war for life. From this um, from, the story, from the story of Romans chapter 8, verse 35 to 36 below, we can see that all that comprise the who that can separate us from the love of Christ entails death and is death and it leads to death. All the things that can separate us from the love of Christ, it is death, it entails death and it leads to death. Let's look at it. Romans 8, verse 35 to 36 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? You see, the word who here. It didn't say what, it said who. If you go to the Greek, it actually means who or what. But in this context, it's talking about who. A person. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed. You see the word kill again, death. All day long, all the day long, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter, death again. So we can see death everywhere. Are we together? Yes. Everywhere. So the 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 the, the who that separates us from the love of Christ is just death. It's death. That's why Jesus told them, don't be afraid of him who can kill your body. Because he knows that the only thing that can separate us from the love, from his love, is death. So don't be afraid of him that can kill your body. When be afraid of him who can kill your body and also take your soul to hell. Why? People are afraid of death. You see people in the face of death, they can deny Jesus. You see people in the face of death, they can do and undo. Is that not so? Death is the only thing that can separate us from the love of God. Are you getting me? Yes. It's the only thing. And look at tribulation. The end of tribulation is death. Is that not so? Distress, the end of distress is death. They all, they all take a person to death. Persecution, the, the purpose of the persecution is to bring the person to death. Farmer and that one is very clear. No food, the person dies. Nakedness, that shame that comes from nakedness, it can lead to humiliation, leads to depression, and it can lead to death. Perry, death. Sword, that one is death. Slaughter is death. Kill is death. So we can see that the who, the, the who that wants to separate us from the love of God is actually death. Is the personality of death. And he uses these instrumentalities to, set, to, to effect death to us and separate us from the love of Christ. Now furthermore, in first Corinthians chapter 15, verse 24, clearly tells us who Jesus gave us victory over. It is the same death. First Corinthians 15, verse 24 tells us that Jesus gave us victory over what? Over death. Now the war of life is the daily war to stay alive and to live life to the full. What's the war of life? The war to what? Stay alive and to live life. That's what we are all worried. Is that what makes us wake up in the morning and go to bed? That says it is, it is great to wake up early and go to bed late at night. The Lord that given his beloved sleep. The reason for the struggle is just to stay alive. You are, clothed, you are looking for clothing because you have to stay alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basic clothing is to stay alive. In this weather, the way climate change is happening and the way weather is happening, if you don't have the right clothing, you can die in the process. 
it just to say I'm alive. That's why when people do not understand the basics of life, that life is about living, and they start going into extravagance that does not make sense, it has become a psychological issue, a mental case. The basic of life is to say I'm alive. As I can say, having food and rain and being sufficient, that's all. <laughs> the basic is what? Stay alive. And thank God that you stay alive, you leave that to be free. Amen. But that's all. You leave that to be free. Be joyful and celebrate God. You leave that to be A man's life does not consist of the abundance of his possessions. That's what the Bible says. Yeah. It's not many houses you have. You live in one at a time. Funny enough, you sleep in one room at a time and on one bed. If you like, have a thousand houses. The best you can do is to rent them out and get money. And when you get money, now the people that eat them will increase. Because the Bible says, you must go to increase those that eat them will increase. So your problem increases. Are we together? Yes. So it's, it's a fight for life and a fight to leave that to the full. This war began at the birth, at, it begins at birth and it continues to death. Is that also? That war begins at birth. The, the child, as the moment is born, he starts fighting to survive. That's why he starts looking for food. Is that also? It begins at birth and continues to death. It can also be called the battle for survival. Some call it the ability to come by daily. Others say it is the need to thrive. Some others say it is the desire to live in success. These are different names. Um, survival. Come by daily. Need to thrive. Desire to live in success. Whatever you call it, whether it's survival, coming by, driving or success, they all entail what? Living life. And they are all the battle of life. This battle that is dimensions and stages. Are you understanding? Yes. For somebody, his battle is to stay alive. It just means $10. Are you understanding? Know yeah. But for somebody, his battle to stay alive he needs a thousand dollars. For other person, it's bad to stay alive. He needs what? Ten thousand dollars. One is coming by. One is thriving. One is surviving. One is su succeeding. Whatever the case may be, it's all battle. They're all battles at different levels. All of them are fighting. So uh, you cannot say because you are your battle is higher, you're better, you have a better battle. No, 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 no. Nobody's battle is better. Are you getting it? Yes. Everybody is battling. Battle is battle. Everybody's battle is the same. The battle for life. The battle to stay alive. The battle to live life. Is a battle. Is a war. Now what gave rise to this to this war against death? That's the war to live life. What gave rise to this war? We'll see three verses of scripture to see what gave rise to this one. First Corinthians 15, verse 55 says, The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. Romans 6, verse 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5, verse 12 says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sin. So what gave rise to the war? Sin. 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 This war that the people of the world are fighting is sin that gave rise to it. Sin. 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 That's the reason why as a new creation you are not in this world. Why? Because you are no longer under sin. It's those who are under sin that are in this world. 
I know it's amazing to me that even Christians, before they get Christians, who claim to be followers of Jesus and believers in Jesus, still, still fight this war. Some of them subconsciously, consciously defy the war. Some of them even fight it more than one believer. You see, if you have to cheat and lie, you have to dupe your fellow Christian brother, you are fighting the war. You are, if you are even worse than the believer fighting it. Because the believer does not have the life. That's why it's fighting. You, you claim to have the life and you are still fighting. Your case is more devastating. Your case is more devastating. <laughs> it's better to have the life of all, life of Christ. And then you know, okay, it's all over. We are fighting. Like, 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 like. Then he said, when you look at the, the rich, the, the, the wicked, and how they were getting, they were succeeding in one where they were rich, and it was like, he, he began to get angry, and began to, uh, he was not happy with why the Lord would be allowing this to happen. He said that he went to the house of the Lord, and he, and he called the Lord, and the Lord made him understand that the rich, that the wicked that you see that they are getting rich, they are being kept and being fed like a lamb for the slaughter. Preparing for, for Christmas, you feed your chicken very well. Why? So it will be and produce more meat for you. Are we together? Yes. I have heard of one scam that they used to do. This is that this people that kill cow. There's a scam they used to do. There was a scam they said every They would beat the cow, beat the cow so to swear, so the body will swell. You know when you beat human beat the body will swell, huh? They will beat the cow so the body will swell. When the body swell, they will not kill it. So the meat that looks swell. And bigger. You don't feel it well, but you beat it and make it swell. All for what? We need it bigger. So when a wicked man is striving in quoting his wickedness, his master, the devil, is feeding him fat for the day of slaughter. Yes. But why can you, a child of God, who you know that you are being kept and preserved for the day of what? Of, of glorification. You don't want to be good, you want to live like the wicked. No, that's a degradation to your status. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. So sin gave rise to the war. And we can see this truth glaring in Genesis. Now prior to the sin, uh, to sin, Adam was meant to dress and keep the garden, which God planted and water for him. Watch this very way. I always like using this, this, this teaching because I, I know that the Lord is taking me, taking the church to the Eden back. Amen. In Eden, Adam did not plant. Are you understanding? Yes. God planted the garden in Eden and he watered it for Adam. Adam's job was to dress and keep. Now, everything that had to do with nature, God handled it. When you plant a seed, you do the physical work. But the coming out, the Bible says, it depends on nature. Are you understanding? Yes. If his nature refuses the seed to come out, it will not come out. Are you understanding? It will come out. So nature is the part of nature is for the seed to come out. Then the second thing that with nature as well is the rain, the water. Now we have the people have to resort to like even Abraham started up doing artificial irrigation. Artificial irrigation just not on sin. Are you not saying? According to the original blueprint of Eden, man was not meant to do irrigation. Are you getting me? Yes. God was meant to produce the Bible says the Lord caused every green head to produce of his kind. Was meant to produce the nature, which includes the seeds that are growing up from themselves, and God was meant to water. Are you getting me? Everything that had to do with nature had to be done by God. Man's part was to do what? Dress and keep simple. According to the blueprint of Eden, we were not meant to.
to plant. Are you getting me? We only meant to harvest. Amen. We only meant to harvest. The blueprint of God for Eden was what? Planting is my business. Harvesting is your what? Business. But after the fall, man ate of the fruit of the middle of the garden, of the fruit of the garden. He ate of his own self-will. And so God says, since you chose to do it yourself, you have to start doing it yourself. Are you getting me? Initially, it was me that was meant to plant while you were meant to harvest. It was me that was meant to sow while you were meant to what? Harvest. But now, you have chosen to do it yourself, so you would have to do what? Sow and also do what? Harvest. Yes, we thank God that when man sows, God still shows us mercy to make sure that nature makes the seed come out and then it sends rain to pour upon it. In a situation where there is no rain, we have to artificially irrigate. He still showed us mercy. But that act of sowing, it was the sweat that man had to get into there. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, that act initially was no man's part to play. It was God's part in Eden. But sin, the fall of man, made man start playing that part. And believe me, if actually man had allowed God to continue sowing, life would have been sweet with only dressing and keeping it. Are you getting me? So, um, God was to plant and man, God was to plant and water, and man's job was to do what? Dress and keep. This means that he was not meant to want to live. Why? Because he was to be, he was alive due to the fact that he had not eaten of the fruit that killed him, which God called him not to eat. See, what, what it meant for man, for God to plant, was that man was not meant to want to eat. Harvest is easier than planting. Harvest is easier than sowing. To harvest, yeah. Even very easy. You harvest. Estimating the harvest is difficult. It's cassava. Cassava is your harvest is difficult. You pull out your root. You have to be careful technically. You finish harvesting all your hands to be big. You cannot get it. That's the place where harvest is difficult. But seeing like that, even planting is more difficult than harvesting the cassava. Because to dig the ground and put, you have to put the tuber strategically. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. So harvesting is easier and sweeter and more exciting than what? Planting. Why was this God wanted to take the difficult part and give man the sweet part? Yes. God wanted to take the, the, the challenging part and give man the, 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 the exciting part. And you know what I'm saying? God wanted to take the worrying part and give man the spoils to take. Are you see what I'm saying? That was what God did in Eden. That was the original blueprint of the Father. To go to do the war, let man take the spoil. To do the challenge, let man take the harvest. To do the difficult part, to do the stressful part, and let man take the exciting part. I you know something? Yeah. That was the blueprint of Yahweh from the beginning, but man messed up that blueprint. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. And when he did this, what happened? He was not meant to sweat at the beginning. Why? Because he was still alive. He was not dead yet. Since Genesis 2 verse 6, 
8, 9, 15, and 17. It says, but they went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the earth. You see that? Even what he got did he planted and what he did it. The stressful part of the of harvest of, of, of um, crop science, God did them. Planting and what watering, He did them. Man's part was what dress and keep and harvest. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. It says, and the Lord God planted a garden east of Eden, and then He put the man whom He had formed. And out of the ground, the Lord God caused uh, caused to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for the food. And the tree of life also in the midst of Midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress and to keep it, to manage the garden. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat. This is what the Lord told the, the man. Says, For the day that thou eatest of it, thou shalt surely die. In Genesis chapter 2, man had not died. I get you. So he was not at war. It was God that was still worrying. That is the one that was still warring with the earth. He was still doing the war for life and the war of life. God was one who planted, God was one who watered. How did you feel that belief just allowed God to do it? That was a plan of God from the beginning. Man's plan was what? Manage and harvest. Wow. Wow. So, but after sin, which entailed eating the fruit of God, uh, God told Adam not to eat, Adam had to eat from the sweat of his face because the earth was caused for him. This means that he began to war to live because he had actually died due to sin. <laughs> Before sin, God was one doing the war and the war for him to live, for to live. Now, Adam took initiative to take it, to disobey God and said he can take care of himself. Now he has to start what? Warring to live. You see, there are initiatives I don't want to take. <laughs> there are initiatives I don't want to what? take. See, there are initiatives you should not take as a child of God. Everyone God says you want to do for your life. Yeah. I'm talking from experience. I've fought battles in life because I wanted to take some initiative. I've experienced setbacks in life because I want to take some initiatives. When God says you want to do the line to it. Amen to Jesus. Yeah. Let's look at Genesis 3, verse 6 and verse 17 to 19. It says, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to desire to make one wise, she took up the food thereof and did it, and gave also unto her husband, which with her, and he did it. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hacking unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cost is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shall thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns and things which shall be bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the hair of the field. In the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Before Genesis chapter 3, Adam didn't have to till the ground, he didn't have to sweat. Genesis chapter 3, here Adam has to sweat. The same ground that God caused, that God spoke to, and green hairs came out, was the same ground he had to cause. Because God did not cause Eden. He didn't cause the garden in Eden. That's why he put 
angels there to guide the garden. Yes, the Lord, to prevent man from coming and eating the fruit of life. But also because that place is specific and it's, it's, symbolic, it's symbolic for Jesus. So he didn't cost the garden of Eden, but the earth he cost. Are you hearing what And it was the garden of Eden was on the earth. So the same earth that was to bring every green thing, God caused us in earth. The same earth that God was the one who planted into, are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. By his word. He used that same word he used to plant, to do what? To uproot. He caused the same earth. And Adam that was meant to be what? Reaping the spoils of the war that God was fighting. He now had to go and start fighting the war. Are we together? Yes. In the beginning, you see, what Jesus did was just a repetition of what the Father did. In the beginning, the Father was, did the planting. He did the watering. He fought the war of life. The war to stay alive. He fought it for Adam. And Adam came to take the spoil, which was dress and keep and harvest. But Adam, I see, he missed it. So he had to go and start fighting the same fight again. Now, so how did Jesus give us the victory over the war of life? By his death, he condemned sin, which is the sting of death. Sin being the sting of death means sin is the power of death, is the poison of death. The word sin, the only word that explains sin in the Greek is what poison. I know what a poison can do. The poison of death. I'm looking at the, uh, the documentary, uh, the, the, the documentary on frogs, and there's a particular green frog that the, 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 the Lord was holding. He said that frog, the skin of the frog, a small green frog, the skin of the frog is so poisonous that the poison in it can kill ten mammals. <laughs> he said that's why he's using the gloves. So he the gloves to hold the frog. He had to use gloves because even his hand is actually skinny. Use normal hand. Said so the poison in the skin of that frog can kill take. So even the snake is at least trying to eat it. You, the snake eat and die. Ten mummies. So that poisonous. That's telling how poisonous. You see, that's just a frog. And the one sting that is sting, it talks about a bee. It talks about stinging insects. The power of the bee is a stinger. When the bee stings, it leaves the stinger. And if it goes to another person, it cannot sting because it has left the stinger there. The stinger starts entering to the person's body and it begins to cause discomfort to the person. That's the power of death. That's the power, the sting of death. When death releases its poison, it heals. Are we together? Yes. It heals. So by, the, by condemning sin, which is the sting of death, what happens? He made death powerless. What is the sting of death? It is called sin. Yeah. Are you know what I'm saying? It's called sin. Once sin enters into a person's body, this poison of death, the end product is death. As I can say, the witness of sin is what? Death. It is the poison of death. Once sin enters, the witness, the end product is death. So by destroying the sting of death, what did Jesus do? He made death what? Powerless. That is why when a bee stings a person, it moves to another person, the stinger is no longer there. What happens? The bee becomes what? Powerless. When a poisonous, there are venomous snakes and there are poisonous snakes. Amen to Jesus. 
Now, venomous snakes, they may release their venoms, but their venom will not be able to kill. But poisonous snakes, when they release that their venom, when they bite, it goes straight to the heart and stop. It kills. The, the, the rattlesnake is a dangerous one. Um, 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 the fiery serpents that came to the children of Israel. He said that those serpents, they were desert serpents. Because they, as hot as they did, that's how hot their poison is. Once they bite an individual, the poison goes to the person and starts producing heat. The person gets hot and heated and heated and heated and heated the person dies. The rattlesnake takes how many minutes? I mean, the black mamba takes how many minutes? Few minutes. The poison moves very fast, straight to the heart, and it stops the heart. Stop the heart. So the poison of death was destroyed, was taken. Once a snake is rid of his poison, it's useless. It's useless. If you like it bites, all you do is injure you. It's useless. When Jesus defeated them, he you see, when you take it, when you take the, the when you take the, the poison out of a snake, you can leave it there. It can save their life, but it's not harmful. You see, what Jesus did to death is that he did not let me do you not put death on the Lord says, if you go for that this person can be saved, and the last enemy that shall be put under shall destroy his death. What Jesus did to death is that he did not, as it were, destroy it. That's why people say that. That's why even as humans we see, we see, we see, yes, we see, but we die even at one age. He didn't destroy the one thing, he removed the poison from death. <laughs> he removed the poison. He removed the poison. Have you watched documentaries where they remove the venom from the snake? They remove the There's a way they hold the head and they press it on the glass. It will bring out the venom. Once they do that, they keep the snake. It's not dangerous to them at that point. But after a while, the venom builds up again. So they go and remove it. So, so long as they keep removing, it's not dangerous to them. What he does, that what he did to death. He removed, he pressed the head of death into a glass. He removed the venom, the poison of death. And he left death entire. And he just stayed the tear. I come and put you on that. So death, no matter how death comes to show itself, it has no poison. It is empty. When the venom is snake, that when the snake that the venom has removed comes, be it a cobra, be it a a, 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 a mamba, be it whatever, when it comes and it sets for you and it shows up for you, and you know that you just remove this poison, what do you do? You laugh it to scorn. You shed it away. The reason why Christians don't understand who we are, why we we are we are striving, struggling to live. We commit fraud. We cheat people. We just to stay alive is because we don't know that death has been emptied of his poison. Child of God, you cannot die. Why? Because Jesus emptied death of his poison. Death is still there, but he cannot do anything. It's just a figure head. It has to remain there because it is not yet time for it to be finally destroyed. It has to be there. Same, same way that until it is he just has to hang around. But see, his powers have been rid of him. Death has been emptied of his poison. Child of God, if you understand that death has been emptied of his poison, you will not be afraid of what you put on. You will not be afraid for what you may eat. You will not give thoughts for where you where you sleep. Why? Because these things are the are the are the are the, are, are the, are, are, are the, are the deception of death that he waits for you to make you like you don't have them 
lost his poison. Amen. <laughs> Long over 2,000 years ago, death lost his poison. All these things he's showing to you is not real. He's showing you the teeth. There is no poison there. Stop being afraid. <laughs> and how did Jesus do this? He did this by condemning sin in the flesh. Romans 4, verse 25, I'll use the King James Version, the Amplified Version of the Easy English Translation. It says, Who was delivered up for our offenses and was raised for our justification? He said, The Amplified says, Who was betrayed and crucified because of our sins? And was raised from the dead because of our justification. Our quitter absorbing us of all sin before God. The easy thing says, God sent Jesus to die because of our wrong things that we have done. Because of the wrong things that we have done. And God raised Jesus so that we would become right with God. He condemned death in the flesh. He didn't condemn death by abolishing death. No, he just removed the poison. That's the reason why, even when they say we die, we don't die, we actually sleep because it's only people that can be poisoned that can die. Yes. And for us as children of God, the, the death has lost its poison to us. Amen. The only people that death has poison to is the children of darkness. Yes. <laughs> so we're not afraid of what we eat. We're not afraid of what we put on. We're not afraid of what we put there in our head. Why? Because we are not afraid of persecution. They persecuted us and what's a big deal. We're not afraid of the pain and the sword. The devil has tried to attack you that number. Why are we not afraid? Because death has lost its poison. It can't poison us. It is very hard poison that it can kill. When the poisonous snake loses his poison, the black mamba loses his poison. He like let him roll around you and pray. That was That was what Paul understood. When they came, when their ship was wrecked, is that not so? And they came to the shore, and then when they were warming the fire, a beast came up and rolled on his hand, and the beast beat him. And they said, "Oh, this man must have been a bad man for this to happen. This is a sign. This is an omen to show he was a bad person." Now, in a according to, that, the, to, to, to the story of that beast, when it bites a person, when, it, when that snake bites a person, the person begins to swear, begins to swear, and after a few minutes he dies. Then when the snake beats Saul, beats Paul, sorry, that was it, he shook it into the fire, and the people were watching him, waiting for him to swear. The man waiting for him to swear, he was relaxed. The man waiting for him to swear, nothing was, he didn't even pray about the matter. Nothing was happening. They waited for the time for swearing. Swear, he don't swear nothing. Then they said, let us wait for the time to born, to die. Waited to die, nothing happened. They said, this one is a God. A God has come among us. Or you have been oblation. Let us worship this one. This one is not a human, he's a God. Why? Because even Paul understood that he did not have been taken. Sin in his flesh. So how did Jesus do this? He did this by what? 
his death. And by his death, he redeemed us from the cost of the law. Galatians 3 verse 13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the cost of the law. Being made the cost for us, for it is written, cost is everyone that hangeth on the tree. By his death, he redeemed us from the cost of the law. The same cost that made the earth what? Bring tongues and tissue for Adam. The same cost that made Adam eat from the sweat of his brow. Christ redeemed us from that same cost. Now, but by redeeming us from that same cost, what does he mean? He took us back to the eating experience, where it is no longer we having to sow and reap. It is him sowing and then we reaping. That is why we are not to battle, we are not to war to, to live, we are not to war to survive, we are not to war to thrive, we are not to war to come by, we are not to war to make ends meet, we are not to war to succeed. No, 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 no. Those things Jesus has already done there. He has already taken care of them. What are we meant to do? We are meant to enforce his finished work and enjoy the spoils of the war. So let me tell you something. Success is not our vision as children of God. Living a successful life is not our vision. Living a fulfilled life is not our vision. Should I tell you who has that vision? It is the vision of Jesus. And he fulfilled it on the cross. Our vision is not to live a successful life. Our vision is not to live a fulfilled life. Our vision is not to, to, to come by. Our vision is not to try. That's why we not, I'm not making a point. I'm not proving a point to anybody. Our vision is to do what? Is to enforce the finish work of Christ. Our vision is to take the spoils of war. That is what we are doing. That is why we are preaching. That is why we are giving. That is why we are serving the Lord. That is why we are not giving so we resource it. No! Jesus is our voucher. 
So when you are giving a 
can see and that really happens. Lord, if you don't bless me, I am gone. No, 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 no. That's foolishness. That's sin mentality. When you are giving, saying this church will be giving, and we are not saying, shut up. You don't understand. When you give, you are actually harvesting. Habakkuk 2 verse 14, the prophet by the Holy Spirit gave prophecies that are very relevant to the times we live in today. The evils and darkness covering the earth makes it seem like there is no hope but actually there is hope. Where lies hope? Hope lies in the knowledge of the glory of God which is the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Things are bound to change when Jesus is revealed and known by many. Through the platform of Pluru, God's servant Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna reveals Jesus in his teachings. Be blessed as you listen to this series, Understanding the Finished Work of Christ.